Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about Our Boys, Season 1, Episode 4. And it's not Season 1, it's a mini-series. I, I do this every time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's called The Dawn Martyr, and uh, full spoilers for the episode, as as always. So this episode dove deeper in, in, in the investigation now that they've got a sort of target. They've got, you know, they found the car. They, they're not necessarily convinced exactly who is involved to begin with, although... Uncle Yosef's looking pretty implicated by the by the end of the episode, uh, from their point of view, and they're they're you know, they've tapped their phones, they're listening to the conversations, they're doing all this stuff, and meanwhile, uh, Hussein has a difficult time bringing Mohammed's body back home, and we'll get into that because it was very difficult. Also, uh, just a, a quick correction: we had a couple of episodes ago, uh, which we didn't. We, this, we we literally got this correction on episode two the night we were mm-hmm. recording episode three and that was that the uh the station that the unit that that simon's in is actually it was compared to like their fbi essentially rather than right rather which is something than, we probably should have figured out yeah but r- rather than the actual sort of regular police force it's more of the their version of the fbi so um i was going to ask tara what she thought of the episode at the end of that sentence but she picked the perfect moment to to, to leave the chair so i'm left here with no idea what i'm doing and uh just saying hi to tara's dog who's in the background hey, hey foxy um oh tara's back hey tara what'd you think of the episode uh yeah it's a pretty good episode it's not as um intense as like the second episode episode two is still uh, the high bar that one was still the bar yeah that was a pretty high bar though um but i'm still i'm like really invested in everybody now so like as we're just learning more and more details um I, I'm still engaged like every single time I watch the show. Like I, I think it's really good. And I think this one um is on par with the last one. About you. It, it's a shame that um is going kind of unnoticed just because it's not in English. You know, but by a lot of you know, the Western world. Yeah. Um, I agree because the acting is superb and the, the way that it's shot and the direction is really great. Um uh, I agree. I don't know anyone who's watching it other than us. <laughs> yeah, it's sure, sure, and obviously people who comment on our on our reviews. But I, I, I think um, one of the things that comes up with foreign shows actually sometimes is because we've had this in the past. When me and Connor did some shows on Netflix, is that we think the acting's great because there's, there's there's one element of it that we don't get because we're not speaking the language. But like some native speakers of uh, you know whatever it was, I think in the case of Dark, it was German uh like i mean i I don't think dark dark was definitely in german i mean i think that show was one of the shows that i'm referring to um like some german people would be like oh i mean the acting's a little bit over the top though and to us we couldn't see that because we we don't know you know we we, we don't know how the words i don't think he's over the top i think he is oh sure oh no i agree with you i think the acting this is great but i'm just i'm wondering if people who are native who speak those those languages are noticing maybe some pieces of the acting that aren't sticking out to us uh, in a way uh but to answer your question because you did ask me one um i like the episode two it, it's um as we get deeper deeper into it and as your cat gets deeper and deeper into that door frame um <laughs> we we're getting a lot more of uh avishay who i think it's really interesting that they chose to like basically have him gone for two whole episodes we just kind of saw him peek back in at the end the last episode you know implicating him to us that he is part of the group that are responsible for this but it's not outright answered for us, even by the end of this episode, if he is one of the culprits. We know two of the, the younger 
boys who are with this uncle. Because um, because we we, got, we know that there's two young people and the uncle's probably the driver and that's who's behind us. But Abishay, we basically start with him in this episode where he is feeling very out of it. He's very off. He's you know he has this moment with his parents where he's yeah. like, you know, his dad says, "Oh, how are you feeling? Are you, are, are, you know, are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, do I not look fine? Why are you asking me that? Why, why are you asking for that?" And it's this really awkward, like almost. I don't want to say quite say sociopath, but like just the way he responds to this normal question that it's people... It's very accusatory. I thought maybe I missed something in the previous episode that they had like hostility toward each other. Yeah, he comes off as just being really out of it. And he actually he goes to a therapy session, um, mm-hmm. uh, which, which actually wasn't 100% clear to me exactly. That's what it exactly was until later when we, when we met her through Simon and actually, oh, because she's a therapist and that's what she was doing exactly. Because I, mm-hmm. I thought it might be like... Uh, because there was a lot of talk about him going back to the school and I thought this might be like his like guidance counselor or something at school or or something like that. Um, well, but... I, I sort of got right away that he was severely depressed and was going through mm. going through something real bad or like, uh, I mean, even that whole altercation he had with his family member could have been like just the depression coming through as anxiety, like he seems to be emotionally just not stable right now. And so once she started talking in a calm way that was just breaking things down logically, no, you're right. I think I was like, oh, yeah, it's probably a therapist. Because yeah. he has that moment as well when he's getting on the bus where he, like, just, you know, the bus driver gets angry. He's like, hurry up and get on if you're coming on. Stop staring. This. Yeah, this is a big decision for him. It's like a life-changing moment, and he decides not to go through with it. That's also part of the therapy session where she's like, uh, you know where she says this is the drawing that she does so you were at the bus station and then you were overwhelmed with anxiety it was at 100% and uh, and he was like also he, she was like reading his diary or journal about um, basically an apology letter to his parents yeah but not going back to the school it doesn't necessarily sound like the, the doors closed on it it sounds like he could still make the choice to go back it doesn't sound like yeah, you know, like it was it was a do or die right now moment. Even though he was kind of treating it that way, um, mm-hmm. it feels like he could just go back. Do you know what this has reminded me of bizarrely? And I'm trying to remember what show it is. But there's a sitcom with a character who can. Oh, it's it's the Good Place. Uh, Chidi in the Good Place is is yeah. is terrible <laughs> at choices. You know, if he's just, if he's just asked what type of ice cream he wants, he'll just stand there and won't be able to choose. There's the, the, the yeah. thought. Avishay like staring at the bus reminded me of that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, less funny, of course. This is p- played much more serious, and he's, he's a disturbed individual. Whereas Chidi is very light and funny, and it's like, haha, he's, isn't he crazy? Um, Avishay yeah, might have burned so. someone alive. It's more, it's, so. more, it's more of like a, a situational thing, though, where like he seems like the perfect person, but he has this one flaw, and that one flaw is so irritating to everybody around him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have lots of those for everyone around me. Um, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> what's that? You remember I was supposed to agree with that so quickly? What? Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder if that's the case. Um, you had two options. You had two <laughs> options there. You said no. You're not irritating to people around you, which would have been <laughs> fine. Or yeah, I think I've got a lot too. But no, you chose the one that's like no. Yeah, you're you're messed up. Yeah. I gotta like get out of this situation real quick. <laughs> Was that a, was that a comedy get up or was the cat actually making noise and this was just the the opportune moment for the, the get out of the chair? 
Uh, it was a cat. Okay, we have cat. She she brought proof. I don't think Tara didn't think I'd believe her, so she brought the proof. Here. Hi, Gus Kay. Got the window, Gus. <laughs> you distracted by lights. <laughs> so. Oh, dude, he's been a real asshole the last couple of days. Yes, yeah, so I was I was getting lots of horror stories before we started recording about Gus. <laughs> He's, he's legitimately whipping her in the face with a tail right now. For the audio listeners... I, <laughs> I would just leave the door open, but I have a roommate who needs to sleep. and yes. Uh, yes. So I have to respond right away when he's making noise. That's fine. The audience okay. will get used he's to... relaxing. The, the, the cat... Uh, not controversy. The cat... There's a phrase that we can come up with for this. We, we can name Gussie's transgressions. But, where are we? So... Avishi is very interesting in this episode because by the end of it, I don't think we genuinely know if he, if he was involved or not. Like, in the one hand, he could be feeling what he's feeling right now because he, he was involved in this and he witnessed this and feel, maybe feels guilty um, or doesn't know what to feel. Or it could be separate and he could just be feeling this because of everything in his life. Sure. Like, he's going through a big, a big ordeal right now. But uh, to be honest, I kind of have some doubts about the other people too who are supposedly involved well the only person i think that we are supposed to directly think is involved right now is the uncle yosef right but i mean so simon who's has permission to arrest him because he has something that could be interpreted as a confession over audio still says I need time to think about it. And we are meant to understand his character oh, sure. um, as somebody who has, hasn't been wrong yet. So the fact that he's hesitating makes me hesitate. Oh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think it's definitely him, but I think the episode is clearly wanting us to think that he's the prime suspect up until now. Sure, and he was up until Simon said i need time <laughs> so si- to, Simon's... to think about this because something's wrong so simon's saying that for you just immediately rules him out as the prime suspect <laughs> well maybe i mean so far he hasn't been wrong and he's meant to be our like he's clearly the smartest guy in the room well, it's wor- i mean it's worth mentioning that while he is the one who uses the car um there is no footage of him tying him to that night you know that's why they assume he must be the driver uh if he is indeed involved and he's there um, and obviously, the painting is this picture of like having two younger guys with him. So it's like, yeah, he has all these nephews that he hangs around with. And you know, that was one of the first things we saw in episode one was him mm-hmm. picking up uh, Abishé and some of his his uh, friends or cousins, whoever they were. I, I think they were all cousins. I think they were all related. Because uh, yeah, they all just seem like a group of friends who just hang out every night. Yeah, well, but I think the way they, they talked about him in this episode is that he, he does have like a set of nephews that he always hangs around. So I think they might have all been cousins. Uh, I think two of them are brothers, they said, because they get the family tree up at one point and they're like, look at all these kids. There's, there's literally like, you know, the, the rabbis had like six kids and they've all had like five kids each and it's just this wall of people. Yeah. And they, they call them a, a clan. Like there's so many of them and they all just hang out together. And apparently they all share the same therapist. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's Yosef's therapist. That's why Simon goes to see the therapist. He gets a warrant to go mm-hmm. and speak to her and ask her about him. And he has a warrant, so she has to give him some things. Like, she has to sort of, you know, has he had violent sort of thoughts recently? You know, what does, what does he talk about in relation to the crime? Because Simon actually gets honest with her to a point, maybe more than he needs to, that his job dictates. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he goes one step beyond because he actually tells sells her, no, he's a suspect in the, the killing 
of Muhammad. Like yeah, that. he says she's the or he's the uh, prime suspect. That's why we need to know. And this kind of shakes her to her core, and she actually avoids taking a call from uh, Yosef later, but does take a call from from Abishai. And because at one point, uh, when she mentions to Simon that she does see some of the nephews, uh, he says, "Oh, who are they?" And she's like, "Your warrant doesn't cover that information." I don't have to tell you that. They're still protected until you get more warrants. Uh, so she, she's still been very, you know, you know, uh, protective of her, of her mm-hmm. job and, you know, or her oath that she's taken. But she does hesitate to speak to Yosef, but she does speak to Abishai at the end of the episode. And he needs, like, immediate, like, help because he's starting to... I, I don't know if I'd quite say I have a panic attack, but he's he's starting to buckle. And she's like, you've not mm-hmm. been taking your pills. You need more pills. Um, I'll give you a new prescription. You know, breathe. And she talks him through it. Yeah, because Avishay's stutter apparently comes back, and that's like the first sign that he hasn't been taking his medication, and he doesn't seem to care that he's not taking it. Yeah, well, because the big scene we've not we've not talked about is uh, when they're listening in on on uh, Yosef and Avishay and the others, they go to the rabbi's house, uh, which is obviously his grandfather, and uh, Yosef's brought him this comfy recliner. He's like, "This is good for your back," and it's basically like he's he's kind of the 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 <laughs> the loser child who is not as on the up and up as he would be like and be, you know he's, yeah. he's not proud of his son and his son's trying to buy him off with gifts but all he's thinking is like how did you pay for this i won't trust what you got the yeah. money for from this he's very he's belittling them but at the same time from what we've seen of of uh of yosef it's like yeah he does he has that kind of sleazy vibe about him so I'm he gonna... does and, you know he always hangs out with people who are younger than him because there's like an automatic reverence that you get for yeah. just being like older than all your friends and stuff and like he's significantly older i guess if he's a uncle is that why you, is that why you hang out with me i knew you were gonna go there <laughs> and yes <laughs> do you think i give you respect <laughs> you better <laughs> yes i do please don't end the show i'll buy you something pretty thank you Thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, no, I I think um, this this scene was very telling because I think you know we stayed away from these characters for a couple of episodes for the most part, and seeing uh, the the grandfather the rabbi get very upset with Avishai for not being able to recite something um, mm-hmm. from the Torah, he get, he gets very upset at him and he's like, yes, yeah, because you know it's like you know it's something you've not done in a long time, so you've forgotten how to do it. You think you should be able to, but you 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 hesitate and you can't and. You know, he, he sees it as this, this crisis of faith. This, you, know, you have to go back and get to your studies. Uh, and obviously, we, we are talking about him needing medication and other reasons. But he's told to go and speak to his grandmother, who's very sick. And he goes in and speaks to her. But so does Yosef. And Yosef decides to uh, tell her about some things because she still is still hoping that the Arab uh, teenagers who were kidnapped and killed will still sh- turn up alive she's still praying for their return you mean the 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 jewish ones so sorry yes the jewish kids sorry yeah um yeah. uh she's still praying for their their, their return and uh yosef uh, not only informs her that they're dead he also this is where he says the thing that uh, simon and the others are like this is very you know uh implicit what he's saying here he says um something's already happened and other things will be happening soon something to that effect where he's, he's almost and you'll be proud of me and you'll be proud of me which makes it sound like he is responsible for what he's talking about and the way he's talking does sound like it could be referring to the the murder of muhammad that's what it sounds like um yeah. so and of course the others all want to jump in and as you said simon's very hesitant 
Um, I it's funny because I I didn't necessarily read that his reaction is not thinking it's him. Although I definitely see why you're saying that, and I can see that being the case. Like you're getting a swerve where he's not actually involved. Yeah, I mean it's not just like his partner who's like the really good looking guy <laughs> Who? that's there. I don't know his name, um, but he looks kind of reminds me of Scott Eastwood. Very handsome. Oh, the, the the tall, skinny guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who's who's been like with him on this case? And I love how has... you said the good-looking guy as if that would, that would narrow it down for me in any way, shape, oh, or form. Oh come on, <laughs> the man is so good-looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then his his boss, who's above him, who uh, doesn't, or I I assume it's his boss, the one that he needs to get permission from in order to arrest anybody, is. Even he gives him the go-ahead, like, okay, like, this is enough. This is enough for at least an, an arrest. Well, that was actually one of the scenes that we should mention, is uh, the uh, the DA or whoever is there and tells his boss, under no circumstances, like, do not arrest someone until you're 100% sure, because mm -hmm. the media, the, or not the media, but just the backlash in general, is going yeah. to be huge. So until you're positive that the, the culprit is the correct one, do not even arrest anyone. Uh, so the the fact that they're all sort of gone ho about it, um, it's kind of almost going against that because you know it's not. An, I don't think. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's enough to, to really be sure that you're going to put them away, because at this point it's still going to be. Well, about, it's enough for at least an an arrest and interrogation. Yeah, but, but, but what I was getting from the DAs though is that until you're sure it's going to be the person who turns out that you can convict, do not do it. Um, because because right now I don't think they do have enough to convict them. They have enough to get come in no. and, and talk to them, but the way he made it sound to me is like no no unless you're sure you've gotten nailed you do not bring him in um right because once they do but those, even those they, press... they seem to be convinced that it's at least enough so yeah uh, everyone but simon now so it makes me like unsure about <laughs> maybe this is uh but simon you know because i have no idea what the true story is so I've been following these kids thinking, oh, these are going to be the bad guys, but maybe something bad happens to them. Like, who knows? Oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a reason why we're following these kids, you know, and Avishay specifically. He's definitely going to play into it in a big way. One way would be that he's part of the culprits, but another way would be that he ends up in another casualty once the backlash happens. Or, like, happens. falsely accused or something. Or possibly, Because yeah. of retribution. Who knows? Like, yeah, there's especially with this mob that's forming... Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but I think we should we should mention that uh, Simon goes undercover, uh, essentially, at the end of the episode mm -hmm. because but all the episodes build up to Sabbath because there's a couple of scenes where they're talking about it, and because there's one scene where the uh, the good-looking guy uh, wants to go and arrest them because they're in like a, they're in like a pool and it's like oh hey they're away from everyone else this would be a really quiet arrest no one would see us we can swoop in and do this and Simon's like, no 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 give me permission to go on I I can get into like you know where they're celebrating Sabbath and get kind of close to them uh, presumably I, th I think it's through his uh, his brother who his brother who, who we saw before and you know there's actually because there's a fun scene where uh he's getting shit for putting his mother in a, an arrest home and he steals uh the yarmulke and says i'm not giving it back i need it <laughs> and he just leaves with his yarmulke um but yeah so that's the end of the episode is that we see them all celebrating and this is right after Abishay's had his phone conversation with the therapist, you know, or soon after at least, you know, right after mm -hmm. the sense of us watching the show. And we just get this reveal at the end when they all turn around that the front is, is Simon. He's there. He's, yeah. he's got in close. Uh, this is the same as, um, what's his name? The, the, the other rabbi who's like 
the the head guy of the uh, of Avishi's family. Avishi's oh sure, yeah. Family, which we saw in I think the last episode that they were uh, that his brother was also in the same uh, temple or something. Yeah, Ben David. Ben David, yeah. Yeah. Um. So no, I mean obviously that's the exciting ending that he's getting closer. Um. Probably not as great a cliffhanger as last episode, but it's certainly very solid. And it makes me curious, because it means next episode we're going to get him interacting with some of these characters. And mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see what he gets out of them. Because uh, we've seen him because we've seen him kind of do it before, where he's been up to like a group of people and just kind of pretended to not be a cop. And you know, the, Yeah, that was a really good scene. That was a really fun scene. Yeah, so I'll be curious to see him do that now with these characters that we know a bit better, that you know we understand a bit better, because we've seen more of them. Even though there's obviously still the mystery. that Because they're, they're very intentionally not giving us the information, are they the culprits or not? Like mm-hmm. That's deliberately not been something we've been given so that we can speculate along with them. But we do get a lot of them and get a sense of character. So I'll be curious to see how that how that plays out. Um, Hussein has a bit of a, a rough day. Uh where he's he's escorted in a couple of ambulances to go and retrieve the body from the police and he's asked to adhere to a few requests uh otherwise he will not be given his son's body and that is to have the 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 burial the the funeral take place in a certain location because it'll be too dangerous to go through um their home territory and Mm -hmm. um also it has to be during the day and there's there's some arguing with this and obviously um well yeah with the crowd out there i mean Mm. like i was i was on the guy's side but i mean still the man is going through so much like to just ask him to it it did seem kind of cruel all the requests that he was making it did the funny thing is though is that you know ultimately hussein he's right (laughs) gets his way he gets his way and he gets the body and when they're driving back um, even though he's agreed to have the funeral there, it doesn't really matter because when they're, when they're driving back, the mob because we see the mob when they're leaving to come get the body, where they're all kind of like, you know, shouting the martyr, the martyr, or whatever, in the window mm-hmm. and when he's coming back, I felt really bad for Hussein because this mob, who are supposed to be, like his people, supposed to be on his side, basically say his feelings don't matter because he's our, our, our martyr now, and they, yeah. they they smash the windows out of the ambulance and take the body and start carrying it to the streets like up in the air and you know chanting and singing and 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 all else and it's really quite mm-hmm. sad like like Hussein just loses control and he's begging for them to like you know calm down and begging for them not to do this and the one bit of credit to him of course is that when they're marching somewhere and I don't know the locations well enough to like name them but they're marching somewhere that's going to be worse that's going to be dangerous that might start something and Hussein actually changes the chant which convinces them to go in a different direction yeah um, like let the martyr unite Palestine yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of like praise Allah and the um, what it, they were saying before yeah because it felt like they were going to war before essentially you know yeah. to, to lack of a better term and he kind of convinced them no no let's go and celebrate them in our, in our home yeah let's do this peaceful thing instead yeah. and it works like the, the chant catches on and there there is a burial although it's not where he wanted it to be originally mm-hmm. yeah um, and there's a, a couple of little scenes with uh, the wife and the other son and them kind of being emotional with each other and uh, yeah the wife has gone totally catatonic yeah she she is not functioning at all the son you know when he's at the funeral and hussein looks at him and he's, he's still very beaten up from the the riots and, and whatnot he, the, the whole thing is very very dour and again go back to the, the argument with the police officer it's like 
yeah, everything he's asking seems unreasonable and seems cruel, but ultimately he's proven right by what this yeah. mob does. And Hussein is able to kind of redirect them so he doesn't completely... But, you know, there was a moment there where... Like, I think Hussein's scenes are some of the best scenes in the show. I mean, nothing's talked... Oh, absolutely. Th- I mean, I'm that- totally, like, riveted every time he's on screen. Like, it, it, just watching his uh, reactions to things or the decisions he makes... Like to send his brother to go identify the body, like can't mm. help but like just feel like crushed. Like, Absolutely, you know? Every, him reacting to anything. Obviously, nothing tops that opening like 10, 15 minutes of episode two. That that was just right. phenomenal. But even here, there's a moment in the ambulance where they're starting to get really kind of volatile outside, and they start smashing the windows, and he's just kind of begging them that again, putting us in this this POV of him, like where we're feeling what he's feeling. Yeah, made this really extremely tense and extremely kind of. It almost felt like, you know when you have like a nightmare and it feels like no matter what you do, you can't win or beat the nightmare, you know? Yeah. Um, that's what this moment felt like. It felt like no matter what he did, he was begging and pleading, but no matter what he did, it was inevitable that they were going to get the body. Right. I mean, at first he was in the, he, he insisted on being in the same ambulance with his son and he would, he turned the rear view mirror so that he wouldn't have to see the body in the back, even though the body was covered. And then all of a sudden he's back there, like holding on to his son for dear life, like trying to pull him back into the ambulance, and the crowd has just taken him. Yeah, and not one Harper. point does this crowd think that playing tug of war with uh, the deceased father with his body is yeah. poor taste or something that we shouldn't be doing. It's just no. At this point, it's not about him as a person. I think that's the beautiful thing about this plotline, is that yeah, you know, Muhammad, not Muhammad, sorry, Hussein should 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 be angrier than anyone he should be the most upset he should you know equally with his wife i suppose and he's he's, he's a lot son but he should you know he should be angrier than this mob this mob sure they should be upset but this is his son he should be the one yeah, who's he's lost a child yeah and and this whole symbol of his son has become bigger than anything that he can you know he doesn't even have a moment to grieve because yeah. his son's taken away and become the symbol now yeah and it's this personal thing and that's what it doesn't belong to him anymore yeah the, the like mob even is the funeral had so many people there and they're not they're not there to grieve for for muhammad like his family is they feel like they're just there um i don't know like like it's not personal anymore yeah it's just like they've taken this away from his family they've taken taken the the act of grieving away from them and it's an interesting dynamic for for hussein because he is you know he is obviously very devout with his people everything i've seen with them he is you know he's it's not like he's ostracizing his community he is part of his community he he but he doesn't want this violence he's he's trying to like sort of speak out against it but he, he can't be heard you know he literally can't be heard begging to for it to stop because they're so loud um it's this idea of the the personal attachment and meaning of what's actually happened the important part in a, in a dark situation like this has been completely just washed away by the sound of the angry mob who are, have taken it and politicized it and made it theirs mm-hmm. and it's the idea that even his side his his culture his his religion his people are are not really respecting what's important for him or his family they're just making it about right. them um so yeah very emotional scene too the the scene where he's with i don't know something about like knowing that his son was in that like piece of shit car that was driving up Mm. instead of something like more respectful and like having to hide everything that's going on like it was a it was an emotional scene for me to watch because i know this father is going through so much grief and he like like we've already discussed like 
it's almost like he he's forced into just I don't know like it I don't know if he if he can even get closure from this because it's not personal anymore or that he's forced into like closure too soon because of it yeah yeah because it, it's almost at like that moment where he does convince him to turn around and and you know do something more peaceful even though it's not the burial he wanted for his son it almost feels at least like he had control for a second <laughs> for a second he got control but it does have this bittersweet sort of like he just has to concede that if he's going to get anything done it has to be something that appeases the crowd you know again it's not yeah. thinking about himself he's having to like do something that will work for the angry mob um yeah so again his grief has been robbed from him and it's it's kind of heartbreaking and it's 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 showing what you know these types of situations can do to people actually stuck in the middle of them and i think i think it's interesting to see like you know is there a point where he does become angry and wants to be in the mob or is he always going to feel like they're separate from him because they've taken this 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 private thing away from him this this personal you know part of his life that's you know, this is one of this will be the darkest period of his entire life for however long he lives i don't know like he's not at the point of anger he's still grieving but now that his son is buried maybe like maybe he'll start to get angry and become well um, part of the mob but you, you, he, he seems to always be in control like he's got a lot of discipline that's not, i'm not expecting i wouldn't blame him if he did but i'm not expecting i actually i, I think the more interesting thing to do with his character almost is that he is always kind of on the outside of what this mob is you know because it's more interesting yeah, no i totally yeah. agree and i hope that he's you know responsible for bringing something good out of it but because i really like his character and uh i i want something good to happen because of this but and i think there's a there's maybe a, a thing you could mention here with his age just because like a lot of the mob does seem to be skewed younger and i think it's interesting that his other son did become part of the mob immediately like that was like the first thing he did and he's almost had an arc in the background mm-hmm. where after like being hurt extremely and almost arrested and everything else where the grief finally hit him after that whereas hussein maybe being more of an adult and more experienced you know skipped over the the immature anger part of it and again not that i, I, I necessarily don't sympathize with how his brother feels but the idea that he kept a clearer head even in this you know turmoil you know throughout this tragedy obviously his emotions were like going through right. the roof but he was able well, to not... even the guy who's always with him that seems to be his age is on seems to be on the mob side for a lot of it mm. like he keeps telling him to be angry get angry like get yeah. what you want because this is still about you and your family but uh, the point and... of the show is as we've said since the start is about uh you know let's not just get angry like that because that's what causes conflict yeah. that's unnecessary and let's um, not do what everybody else wants us to do yeah yeah let's so take a step back and really you know who, who's i, I would never have predicted this from episode one right obviously episode two made it very clear but episode one i would never have predicted that hussein was going to be the heart of this show no 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 me neither but well done yes well done <laughs> i'm really into it yeah. yeah so no um yeah i mean i suppose if you're going to analyze the show in that sense you'd say hussein's the the heart and simon's the mind and heart and mind is what you yeah, need. Yeah, I guess Simon is the like connective tissue for everything. Yeah. I wonder if his character is made up since he is seems to be like conveniently located in all the places. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. They said they made up uh, a number of characters, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure we could just look it up and find out who's who's. I don't want to find out what happens. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to know what the <laughs> end of the story is. It. Yeah. 
we'll find out at the end we'll we'll, we'll discover at the end um yeah but that that was episode four uh was there anything i glossed over or missed that you you wanted to talk about any little scenes i don't think so i think we covered everything we talked about the good looking guy that was priority number one for me so uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> yes um keep that in mind for future reviews um <laughs> That is uh that is episode four of of our boys though. So by all means, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments, like and subscribe, all the usual things. All those things do help us. As does of course going to patreon.com slash TV, where they can do what, Tara? Oh, I thought you were gonna keep going there. Yeah. I why well, you can donate as low as a dollar per month and that gets you um access to a lot of our reviews that we do early, like our Twilight Zone reviews. Or the Star Wars or Star Wars Star Trek show that you do with Connor. You'll also get bonus episodes of shows we do. Um, yeah, helps us out. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. What else can you do to help us? Um, you can rate the podcast if you're listening. Whoa! I did not expect you to get the one thing I didn't see yet. Um, because I've never asked you to do that one before. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. You can you can finish, but I'm impressed. That's why you know I'm impressed yeah if you're listening to the audio version of the show just go to your podcaster of choice and give five stars that always helps if you don't want, if you want to give anything lower than five stars then uh, don't do that because yeah, that also helps yeah Thank don't you. bother yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh that is that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla